to another week of It's Just My Thoughts, and I'm your host, Mika Reese. So what's good, y'all? What have we been up to since the last time? So honestly, I really haven't been up to much of anything. Uh, this is my time in the year where it's sports, 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 sports. So bless Leslie's heart. It's been sports nonstop in my house, and I've been hopping from women's basketball to NFL. I haven't really been watching NBA. NBA is kind of disappointing. I don't really watch the NBA into the playoffs and you know the finals. I don't really watch it. Um, I did watch the the in-season tournament, and I haven't watched it since then, so probably won't be watching that. But other than that, I'm I'm really digging uh, NCAA women's basketball. I'm so excited for the March Madness this year because so many teams are so good, so many amazing um, women playing. So uh, I've been having fun, like, catching all of those games and catching up. Leslie laughs at me all the time because she's like, you sit and you watch old games and I just love it. I'm a student of the game. I love basketball and um, I just love it. You know, let me tell it. I could go out there and commentate these games. Let me tell it. I can tell you about people's strengths and weaknesses and I can tell you about what the fuck going on, but I digress. Um, the next thing I want to talk about was the, um, don't forget if you want to be part of the the book club, it's just my thoughts book club. Uh, you can follow, um, it's just my thoughts underscore podcast on Instagram. And that's where I post, uh, the book club selections for the month. I also created a Goodreads group where you can follow the Goodreads group and stay updated on what's going on. Also, I put all the books for 2024. So if it's a book that like interests you or you want to try or just see how the meetings go for you, definitely don't be afraid to join the club. We just gained four new members. I think for me, what's been most exciting about the book club has been when we started, we had some novice readers, like people that just really just couldn't find the time or didn't know if that was something they really wanted to get into. And so I was like, well, just come give it a try. You know, like it's no pressure. It's all great people in, in my book club. I'm so thankful for that. Like no, no sour puss at all. Like it's all pretty, pretty great people. And, um, and so there was people that really hadn't read books at all, like maybe since undergrad. And now, you know, they've read every book last year that we did. And now they're finding books on their own and doing their own individual reading. And that was the purpose, you know, is to read a book, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and honestly, like, even if you're not a reader, which is fine, there are some people in the group that does only audiobooks, And, you know, they're still able to get the story and come and fellowship. And we have, you know, live conversations. The book club is a virtual book club. So you don't have to be in Charlotte. You can just log into the zoom. So just hit me up. IGMT podcast at gmail.com. If you want to be a part of it, or just slide into my DMS on social media, you can find me everywhere. Uh, it's just my thoughts underscore podcast on IG, IGMT podcast on Twitter. So, uh, you know, you hit me up and let me know you want to be a part. Um, you can definitely check it out and see how that flows with you. So the semester has started back for me and, and you guys know how that went, uh, with, with me and my pod last year, but I feel pretty good about, um, you know, keeping everything the same. We've gone back to the one episode a week. So that's been cool. And I've been trying to find a way to keep my energy level steady throughout the day. And coffee on its own just wasn't cutting it. So thankfully, I found this little shot called Magic Mon. I found this shot that improved my morning so much. I love that I can take it with me anywhere and drink it whenever I need a quick energy boost. It also allows me to drink less coffee, which is good because I drink multiple coffees 
multiple cups of coffee a day sometimes it feels like so with this shot it actually extends um, the benefits of caffeine so which means I actually can drink less and it lasts longer so I recommend you checking them out I will also have the link in my description only this January they will help you gear up to crush your 2024 New Year's resolutions fully focused you get one month for free when you're subscribing for three months and it's www.magicmind.com slash January example. And my code temporarily is example 20 for this promotion. It's only valid until the end of January. So definitely check them out. Uh, I actually drink, take a shot in the morning and I drink a cup of coffee with it. And it's been helping me stay completely focused. So I actually feel really good going into this semester. Uh, and I feel really spry. So uh, that's all I really have had going on, guys. So let's just roll into the mantra of the day. Today's mantra, I am moving through this day in a peaceful and relaxing way. I chose this one because the last couple of days, we, we took a mental health day on Friday. And so the last couple of days, I literally have had time to just sit and relax and just be. And I feel so much more relaxed um, and just like, less stress than I've ever felt in a long time. And so I've really just been thankful for that. Just allowing myself to just be and just not focus on other things. So it actually has been has been um, really good. I think like if you find ways to help you relax and just choose peace, a lot of times, especially for me, like I'm one of those people, like especially in my family or with my friend groups that like people call to talk about what they have going on. And sometimes I have the capacity where I can listen to what they're saying and be of support. And then sometimes I don't have it in me. And so like, I recognize when I don't, and that's when I just kind of say like, Hey, you know, like right now, like I really just don't have the energy or capacity to do all of this uh, with you or, you know, have this type of conversation. And so, um, it's been cool to just kind of be, um, just surrounded by peace and relaxation. And so that's pretty much, you know, how my year has been started. So I've been really thankful for, um, for that. All right. So this week for the deep dive discussion, I think I just want to discuss Jonathan majors. I was trying my hardest not to discuss this. You know, everybody knows how much I love Jonathan majors. So I'm really disappointed with him, but I'm going to just give my brief theory on what I think about the Jonathan major situation. So let's just roll into the deep dive. All right. So we all know the scenario with Jonathan Majors. Um, and, you know, he he started to become like my new up and coming, you know, actor that I really, really enjoyed. Um, and so I don't know. I mean, I guess I'm I guess going into it. Let's just go into what happened. Let's just go into our thoughts. And, you know, I, I'm sitting here wondering, like, does this mean that his career is over? Because um, it's just not looking good. And I feel like the more that he keeps doing this publicity, it the more it's just not good. So, um, you know, Jonathan Major is a huge star. Um, so many big movies coming out with him. I mean, he's just he was a star, you know, and. Basically, it comes out that he uh, allegedly assaulted his ex-girlfriend and she she was fucked up. And so she's pressing charges. Then it was like a whole fiasco of like, 
he pressed charges on her. She pressed charges on him. Like what exactly happened? Now, at first I kind of was like, okay, like, you know, I'm not one of those people that I don't automatically jump on the woman's side per se, you know, like it has to all make sense because, you know, women lie just like men lie. So, you know, like I would never just be like, oh, well, she said this, this is what it is. Now, just what, and this is just Mika's theory and Mika's opinion. Okay. This is what I think. I think just based on those text messages that we actually know that came out in court with him talking to her and how he was telling her, like, he wants her to be like Michelle Obama and Coretta Scott King. I find that shit to be weird because he's, he was dating a white woman. So I don't really understand like how you are expecting those type of cultural, um, things like it's, it's complete cultural differences there. And, and it's no insult to, um, no insult at all to like white people or black, like, like I'm not saying it in that way. I'm just saying like, it is a cultural difference when you date different races. So I think that's weird to even say something like that. Like if anything, I feel like what he was trying to say was, you know, like when we're out or you're out, like he wants her to behave herself and have some cooth about herself. It seems like that she, and this is allegedly obviously, cause I don't know this woman, but it seems like just from the text messages that maybe she drinks too much or maybe she, kind of be showing her ass it seems like a few of those text messages he was apologetic for things getting out of hand so like I already felt like when he was going through court that like something has transpired between them unfortunately in this instance that what happened in New York I actually don't think that he physically assaulted her that day do I think that he did in the past I do in some kind of capacity. I, I do personally think that, that, that took place. Um, but I, I don't think in the, in the instance that we saw the videos and stuff come out in New York, that they happened that moment. I do think that they had a toxic situation going. And I will say that like, you know, if it ever gets to a point that you guys want to physically harm each other, like maybe you guys just shouldn't be dating in general, because this is how careers get fucking ended. Right. Or people end up in jail which, you know, we don't know his sentencings or, or what's going to happen, but that potentially could happen for him. And it's like all over what it's not that it's never that fucking serious to where you need to beat someone or handle someone in that type of way. Just break up y'all. I mean, break up, you know, leave each other alone. I, I don't, I don't get it, but I digress. So this is my theory. Everybody has been talking about like, Oh, Megan get good. She's stupid. Like why is she standing by him? So the reason why the argument in the car happened is because he, she accused him of talking to another woman in the car, like text messages. She then the girl is talking about the ex-girlfriend. She then tried to grab his phone when he was trying to like get his phone back, get him, get her off of him. That's when all of the scuffling and stuff happened in the car. And you know, he was saying he don't know how her finger got broken, but I mean, just think about this logically. Like you're in the backseat of a car and people are grabbing, you guys are grabbing each other in the car. Jonathan Majors is big as fuck. Like this is a beefy dude. I can see how her finger probably got broken. But do but do I think that he intentionally um, tried to break her finger? I don't. But I do think that the woman that he was talking to in the car was Megan Good. I think that he was already cheating on the woman, which is why she was probably acting crazy on his ass in the car. 
that's the only reason why I can deduce down why Megan Good would be sitting here rocking and rolling with him, especially if people are coming out, which they did. So this is, I don't even have to say allegedly here, they did say that, you know, um, that he has anger issues. Now, a part of me too is also saying like, I think the thing about dating actors though, when they have to go dark in some of these characters and some of these roles, that can change their behavior. And also I think that he might've taken steroids or something um, cause he beefed up a lot for Creed three and steroids can have you off the fucking rails. So that's my theory that I think that who he was cheating on the ex-girlfriend with was Megan good. I mean, this is allegedly like, this is just my theory. So don't come try to sue me on here, but that's what I think. I think that's why she's sticking by him. I think that's why, because I think she feels guilty too, because that shit snowballed into a thing. The reason why I don't think that he was trying to be, uh, that in that instance, it was like domestic violence going on. I, I really don't. Because if you watch the video, he's literally running away from this woman because she was drunk. She's acting crazy. And I think you can just see like in the video, like he literally is trying to get away from her. That's why I felt really bad just strictly from this standpoint that like he, cause he wasn't found guilty for like, um, he wasn't found guilty for like domestic violence. Like he was found guilty because of the scuffle inside of the car and her finger being broken. Um, but it wasn't, it wasn't the way people think like you actually have to kind of like read it. Cause I had to read it too. Cause I wasn't quite, I wasn't quite understanding either. Like, so as far as like, um, so he wasn't found guilty for like literally physical harm. It's just that he was found guilty basically because harm happened. If that makes sense. So we're going to roll with that. I don't know if that makes sense, but we're going to roll with that because that's what it is. So, um, so that's why the felony charges were dropped down and these are misdemeanor charges. So I don't really think he's going to go to jail me personally, but I don't, but I, but I feel like his career could be over, but I don't know if it should be. And I don't know though. And I don't know just because it seems like it was a toxic situation in general now after watching that abc interview whoever is jonathan major's team they obviously don't care he does seem a little toxic <clears throat> he described megan good as coretta scott king so i just think that shit is weird that he keeps saying that so it does make me feel like i don't know i don't know because i don't want to sit and be a, i don't i don't want to sit and be a woman and be like oh well you know, make it seem like I'm giving him a pass for, you know, any, for assault, you know, but this situation is so weird because I just think they had a toxic relationship because after he ran away from her in the street, he goes and gets his own hotel to not be around her. Then when he goes to the hotel in the morning, he sees that she's drunk in the bathroom. He actually is the one that called the police because he thought that she had killed herself I mean, this shit is like super intense and you see the videos of him being concerned in there. Like, I just feel like, I don't know. I just think the whole situation is unfortunate. I think that the reason why personally, um, this was kind of pushed to the max is because he was cheating on her, which is fucked up, especially if, you know, you could just break up with her if that's what you want to do. I, I don't think, I don't, I don't personally get why people cheat at this point in life 
You know, I feel like if you don't want to be with somebody, just don't be with them. And I know sometimes shit gets complicated and there's whatever, but they have nothing together. They're not married. don't have any children together to where it should be any rationale why you want to stay. And it seems like the relationship was really toxic. So I don't know what to think about, um, what's going to happen, but I do think that my working theory is that he was cheating with Megan good the whole time. And that's, and they're not going to come out and say that shit, you know? Um, I don't think the situation that happened in New York that he was trying to be violent towards the young lady, his ex. I don't do. I think potentially he might've been violent in the past. I do. So it's kind of like, I don't really know what to think about that. And like, and the thing is though, it's like, maybe just playing devil's advocate, like maybe he's gotten help. And so since then, that's how he was able to control himself and maybe just run the fuck away. So that's what's kind of fucked up about it. It's like, you know, we don't really know, but I just think that why continue to be in a, in a toxic situation? Um, and now his career is pretty much fucked up. Like Hollywood is not really a forgiven place and it was on a white woman at that. So it's really not a forgiven place. They already think that black people are violent and black people are, you know, all the things. And so, you know, um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if he's going to be able to come back from this, which is really unfortunate. Like, so this week they already have re- dropped him from Marvel and, um, he was amazing as Kane the Conqueror and now he's not going to be that anymore. I was really looking forward to the Dennis Rodman, um, biopic where about the 48 hours spent in Vegas and he just got dropped from that as well. And so I don't know, but I also feel bad, you know, honestly, if he really is like an abuser, you know? So that's why I like, I, you know, I get it, but can people come back from mistakes though? You know, like I get it, but in the same time, I'm like, can he get help and rehabilitate himself you know, and, um, I don't know. I don't know, but I don't know if, I don't know if it's any coming back from this. What do you guys think? Let's talk about it. Um, I'm probably going to, I I feel like I'm probably going to have this conversation again, maybe with a guest just to see other people's thoughts, but this is my working theory. Um, I have no proof on this. I'm, and I'm not saying that any of this stuff took place as far as like him cheating and making good, but that's just what I think. Um, all right. So that's all I have for the, for the deep dive. I didn't really have much to really go over, but, uh, this week for the thought of the week, I wanted to talk briefly on imposter syndrome. I feel like the fact that we are starting a new year and we all have our own set of goals that, um, you start to have the imposter syndrome sink in and that voice in your head, uh, that's telling you to stop, you know, and, and, blocking you from reaching your goals. So I want to just have a quick conversation for the thought of the week on imposter syndrome. So let's just get into it. All right. So imposter syndrome is the condition of feeling anxious and not experiencing success internally, despite being high performing in external objective ways. Oh man, imposter syndrome. So I think I talked about this last year, maybe, or maybe I talked about this at the beginning of this year. I'm not really sure. I can't remember. Um, but imposter syndrome is something that pops out for me all the time. 
And throughout the years, I've learned through therapy how to manage that voice in my head, you know. And I think a lot of times, like, my self-doubt comes from just the amount of pressure that I put on myself to just want to be successful and want things to work out in a positive way in the way that I want it. So I think that I put extreme pressure on myself. And plus, like, I have a lot of people that depend on me. And, you know, honestly, it's a burden. It can be at times. Um, And I've had to learn how to navigate that. I've had to learn how to say no and choose myself. And I'm still learning how to say no and choose myself. Like I'm still learning boundaries. I just talked about, I talk about this all the time because it's actually something that I personally struggle with and something that like I know is important for all of us to kind of get a grip on because everybody, I, I, I would say you're lying if you, if you say that you've never experienced imposter syndrome because I know it's totally not true. Imposter syndrome is that little voice in your head sometimes that pop in at random moments telling you that you can't do this. Oh, well, let's put this off another day and let's, 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 you know, get distracted in something else. That's imposter syndrome. So all of us, you know, experience it. Uh, the four P's of imposter syndrome, people pleasing, perfectionism, paralysis, procrastination. So in essence, you know, you can say yes to a lot of shit, just trying to please other people. But even though it doesn't serve you, that's people pleasing or doing shit that you really just don't want to do, but you are just doing it for other people. Perfectionism is something that I think that I struggle with because, you know, I strive for, uh, I want everything to just be great. You know, like I want, if, if I'm a part of something, I want it to be a hundred percent, uh, you know, all the things right now, currently in school, I actually have a 4.0 still have had a 4.0 this whole entire time. And there are moments where I feel like, uh, and, and for, for my new listeners, I'm in school, um, to be a therapist. And there are moments where even though I read about this stuff, I watch TED Talks, I enjoy my teachers actually. So I actually ask questions, I read my books, I seek to understand and learn. And I still have that voice sometimes telling me, um, you know, that you can't do it. And, um, and I, you know, I fight it away because obviously I'm doing it, right? But it, it happens, it, it happens. Even to the strongest people, it, it happens, you know? Um, and so I try to, to, you know, just not put so much stress and pressure on myself. And when I feel myself or I hear that voice in my head, like that's when I know that I probably need to get a little extra tweaking. I actually just recently have started having like last semester, I struggled where like I had that voice in my head. I struggled with the pod, you know, giving you guys episodes every week. And so that's when I realized for me, like when I start, becoming like that or procrastinating or putting something off, which I never really do. But if I start doing that, or if I start having those thoughts, then I know I need to go to therapy. Like I need to go and get some extra help. Um, and that's, and that's what I'm doing to make sure that I'm okay. And not like putting too much pressure on myself. Um, paralysis is just when you're stuck, you know, in the same place, you're not progressing, you're not doing shit. You are just kind of stuck in the same place because you're letting that voice tell you that you can't do. And so you're afraid to go further. And then procrastination, we know what procrastination is, is when you just push it off. Um, 
my mom used to tell me growing up and it's something that's always stuck in my head like even till now like as a, as an adult was don't put out something for today that don't put out put out something for tomorrow that you can do today and she used to drill that shit in our heads and so that's been like my mantra you know as an adult like Mika don't put that shit off just do it and so that's actually something that I pride myself on is probably how I'm able to do so well in school because I don't procrastinate I don't sit and just want to just jump into fun and not take care of my business so I take care of my business first and then I jump into whatever it is I'm, I'm going to jump into um so what is so what do you do when you have when you have that voice and I know we all have experienced I would love to keep this conversation going on my page um of what do you do when you have that voice in your head and also what does your support look like like do you have people around you that when you start feeling moments of self-doubt do you have people around you that can motivate you and what do you do for yourself to motivate yourself um so some treatments for imposter syndrome individual therapy Uh, i think it's important to get to the root of the why um usually for me when I feel super stressed or I feel, I don't know, like I guess I, I probably stress is when I probably feel imposter syndrome. Like when I'm just putting entirely too much pressure on myself and maybe piling entirely too much shit on my plate. Um, that's when I start to feel like, you know, um, slow down or that, you know, I can't do certain things. Uh, another treatment could be group therapy, talking it out, talking to a safe space like a friend or somebody you have in your life that's a safe space to where they can actually give you um, proper discernment and good conversation. Accepting positive feedback. I used to be really, really bad at this. Like I used to um, not believe sometimes positive feedback. Uh, And I don't know, like sometimes like, like I feel like when I was younger, like I feel like I used to reject positivity because I just wasn't in a positive place. And so, um, accepting positive feedback is real. Keep a log. And so that's basically on a, on a stand, on the lines of you just keeping a journal. Sometimes in my journal, I might not even write a whole bunch of shit. Like I might just write some of my thoughts from the day. Uh, usually with my thought of the weeks, that's where they come from. My thought of the weeks are the thoughts that I jot in my journal. And then I just have a conversation with you guys about it. But that's pretty much where they come from. And so I might jot down, you know, uh, how I'm feeling. Usually, I always tell people to keep a journal. I carry a journal with me, a little small mini one. And so if I have a thought, I have a feeling, I jot it down. And I like to go back and just see how I was feeling in these moments. And it's very telling when you actually sit and look at what were some of your thoughts during these times and what was it in your life that made you feel that way. I'm telling you. I, I'm, I feel like personally, like we only got one life to live one and it's the one we live in. I don't think nobody is worth bringing you down to a point that you can't even fully function in your life at the benefit of theirs. Sometimes you got to just cut the cancer, you know, just as say it, Frank, like you have to sometimes cut the cancer. And if there's people in your life that really do not serve you, leave them where they are and you keep going really i mean that's the best advice that i can give and so for me i've had to cut a lot of people out of my life 
and it's it has mainly came from me just reflecting in my journal and looking at how many times this person has made me feel this way it's not worth it it's not worth it friends family I don't care it's not worth it because you're sitting here miserable and this is the only life that you have and I think we all should strive to be happy my word of the year is happiness like we should all strive to be fucking happy period period I ain't saying be out here alone and lonely and all that because you done cut everybody off but boundaries you know like you it's you're able to coexist with some people but boundaries don't let them don't let them you know ruin your shit that's all that's all I mean that's that's the best advice I can give um let's say and embracing positive self-talk now this is major for me this actually helps me the most um I write notes to myself if I feel feel like I'm getting really low, like really like need some pep, um, if for all the people that watch Insecure and Isa used to sit and talk to herself in the mirror, like that is actually called uh, self-talk. Like that's actually mirror talk. It's a real thing where you just talk to yourself and sometimes it's needed. And I, I think personally, it's good to talk to yourself. It's good to affirm yourself. It's good to leave yourself little notes, you know, and actually mean it. You know, don't just like, when I notice with some people, they go through the motions. It's like, you got all these damn sticky notes all over everywhere that you send, look at, but are you actually meaning it? You know, like when I first started this podcast, I said that I've been working for years to just be a good person. And a lot, and like, I got a lot of feedback when I said that because people are like, one, they're like, Mickey, you're a good person. Yes, I know this, but it's been everyday work, you know? to just wake up and just be a good person every day because it's not the easiest shit in the world. You know how easy it is to fall into a gossipy conversation. You know how easy it is to just be stuck in a negative place. You know how easy it is when somebody rub you the wrong way to just cuss them the fuck out. Like it's very easy to do. And so for me, like I genuinely work every day, even when I get negative feedback by myself, like I try to work to have positive feedback you know, like, or change the narrative of, you know, how I might be making somebody feel if I care enough to change the narrative for them. Um, and so you're like, yeah, like I, I have worked really hard to just be this person and it's, it's come from positive self-talks, you know, writing in my journal, showing up for people, pouring into people that pour into me. Um, being more demonstrative with love, like actually telling people how much I care about them, how much I love them and showing it and not just monetary. I think we fall too much into like, you know, and I do it sometimes too, like where you buy things, but like, I don't want to be the person and just buy things. Like I want to actually show my love through even the time that I spend, um, with you. And the last thing I have on my list is to break out of your comfort zone. I think it's something to breaking out of your routine, especially um, if your routine might not be conducive to what you're trying to do. So trying new shit, trying different stuff, you know, Um, like I told you, it's people in the book club that that hadn't read in years and they came and, you know, they enjoy it. You know, they said it's actually one of their favorite things to do every month is come to the book club meeting. And that's what I mean. It's like, for so long, they maybe had in their heads that, oh, I'm not a reader. Oh, I don't like reading. Oh, you know, and never tried. And then they joined this club and now they're readers telling me book book suggestions. You know, so it's all about like what you want to do and where you are mentally. But I, I will say like, 
we only have this one life. And I think that you should try to live your life the best way that you can. But my my biggest advice that and what I try to do with myself, I think a lot about legacy. See, with this with this younger generation, this new generation come up, they only live from moment to moment. They only think about day to day. They don't think about the grand overarching thing. So right now they want to go out and they want to party, want to do whatever. Well, that's what they want to do. They don't think about like, oh, well, if I get in this car and go drive and next to with my friends, like we could get pulled over, you know, like, like me personally, like my job, um, they do background checks every year. So I could go out and make one bad decision and do something. And I will lose, like whenever the background check come, I will lose my job. If I got a DUI, right. And say I got a DUI when I was fucking 20, I could not have my job that I have now. And me going to school would be obsolete because I wouldn't even be able to be a therapist. And that's my point. It's like, they don't think about the future. They just think about the right now. And that's what you got to break out of because this is, this is life that we live in. We're not living moments in life. We're living a whole full life. And, um, that's my best advice is just, if you want to be a certain person and if you want to accomplish certain things, the time is now we have all the time in the world, but I think it starts with dissecting why maybe some things might be blocking you from where you want to be. And with this year, I wanted to start off talking about imposter syndrome for when you set your goals. And if it's anything blocking you from those goals, recognizing that and shit, the main thing that could be blocking you for some of that growth and some of those goals could be yourself. So just look at it, you know, keep a little journal, mark down when you have negative thoughts, mark down when somebody came to you with some stupid shit, mark it down and just keep a log of it. And then maybe like once a month, go back and actually look at your days and look at how many days were you happy? How many days were you sad? How many days were you upset? And look at maybe why that was and maybe who made you feel that way. And maybe you should just think. (sighs) All right, y'all. That's my best advice. That's all I have today for imposter syndrome. I do want us to, uh, you know, just keep our goals in mind that we, that we set our word of the year. I personally am a word of the year person because I'm not really a resolution person. Um, I think you should have small goals opposed to big goals because sometimes big goals can be daunting and big goals you might not be able to accomplish. You might just quit. I think when you do smaller goals, they're more feasible and they're more easy to accomplish. Um, in my opinion. So, um, I do more so quarterly goals and then do recheck ins, but let me know how it was going. Hit me on social media. I'm going to post this. We're going to talk about in, in imposter syndrome. So we're going to continue the conversation there. Um, don't forget to follow the show for updates, subscribe. Uh, and you can find, you can find the show. Sorry. I almost had, I almost forgot there guys. You can find the show on social media. Um, Instagram is just my thoughts underscore podcast, Twitter, IJMT podcast. And if you ever want to be part of the show, or if you have any questions for me, you can email me IJMT podcast at gmail.com. You can also find the show streaming on all streaming platforms. So just follow, 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 tell a friend, tell a friend. And like always, I thank you so much for listening. It's Mika here and I appreciate you. (laughs) 